this week on Best Friend Energy. I'm pretty much always nervous. Like I'm a never not nervous. Yeah. We live in a state of nervousness. So. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, if I'm not nervous, then I'm like, something really bad is going to happen. Um, I'm trying to talk myself out of that though, because I'm like, girl, you have earned some street cred. Like yes. you do not need to be so nervous. Like you should not have imposter syndrome. Hi, I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. Today, we are talking with the incredibly talented and so insanely funny actress, Judy Greer. Judy has famously played the best friend in many movies, and I think she's going to leave here as our new best friend. She has to. Yeah, she has no choice. Judy has been in The Wedding Planner, 27 Dresses, 13 Going on 30, which I love that she's in like every movie with a number. No, and it's also movies that I would all watch. Yes, you would. I I am her demo. Yes, you 100% are. She has over actually 150 credits to her name, and she now has a five-part series coming out on HBO called White House Plumbers, which is about Watergate, and you know we oh, have a thousand questions. So many questions. Can't can't talk to her fast no. enough. So we did have a few conversations that we wanted to have today, but we're going to kind of pivot because we lost Joanna's grandmother on Easter, or Passover, according to, <laughs> according to Rosella, um, both really, but... Um, so we're just going to have a celebration of life for her. And Marlo asked, how do you get a celebration of life? I'm like, you have to be fabulous, Marlo. You have to be fabulous. You also, Marlo's a little young for a celebration <laughs> of life. You need some years <laughs> yeah. under you. And Rosella had a lot of years. Yes. She was almost 101. She really was next month. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to have a celebration of life for Joanna's grandmother. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we're back from our break. And I just pitched to Joanna that we should do a celebration of life for her grandma, Rosella. She so sadly passed away on Easter morning. That's right. Um, I mean, we're Jewish. We're, yes. It, it was also still, Passover. It was, right, sure. It was all <laughs> things. So anyway, this might be a bit of an emotional ride for Joanna, which I just said is completely fine. Cry mm. if you need to. I think that this podcast is rooted in friendship. It is. And sometimes friends cry together. They, we laugh a lot. We do but laugh we also, a lot. But we also cry together. But I did have the unbelievable pleasure and honor of knowing your grandmother. <sighs> and she really loved you. I loved Rosella. Um, we're Facebook friends. I know. And I don't even think you are. No, I no. don't think I know Rosella didn't Facebook, Facebook friend you. <laughs> I might have been Facebook friends, but I, I don't think I've been on Facebook in like 30 years. Well, I will say this, and I said this to my family too. The thing is, my grandmother was almost 101. Yes. So there is absolutely no tragedy in her dying. I 100%. mean, it is, she has had an incredible life and so much love. And so there, you know, I think about, we've talked so much about tragedy and with the shootings and all this stuff. And there's such a big difference in my mind between tragedy and just sadness. And in this situation, it's just selfish sadness, honestly, because she was she was 
ready to go. She was. She was done. You know, it's exhausting. I mean, I'm exhausted and I'm like a third of her age. <laughs> I mean, she made it past 100. I know. I think, you, do you get a call from Al Roker? I, well, I don't know. I don't or know. the but, president, maybe. But you did say to me, you were like, well, now I understand why you didn't think middle age was... was your- right, because on the podcast, we were talking about middle age and you were like, I'm not middle age. No. But when you have almost a 101-year-old grandma, I yeah. can see how you would think that. Yeah. And she, my grandmother was a force. Like, yes, she, she is just... She is so polished and smart and uh, warm and caring and empathetic and giving and selfless. I, I There aren't enough words to describe this person who is just like given so much to my entire family. In fact, she was the one that she's always believed in all my businesses. And I've had a a few. Um, <laughs> one that's notable, one, but okay, one, go ahead. One, that was my greeting card company. Um, I did have a greeting card company. Um, anyway, my grandparents were always so, so supportive. And when I started this business, when I moved from Nashville, um, my grandmother moved to Nashville. And I didn't know Clea, obviously, at the time. And I was starting the business and my grandmother gave me the $5,000 to start this business, which... I don't think everyone knows, but Joanna and I, the way we started, we both put in $5,000. Right. I had had a few small businesses before, and Clea came with a whole wealth of, I mean, an unbelievable wealth of other knowledge. But I had, of the two of us, I had been the only one to ever start a business. And so I knew exactly like, okay, we need a trademark. We need these business licenses. And and Clea asked, how much does it cost? And I was like, I think we need to start with $10,000, and then we'll go from there. And so my grandmother, who was, again, always so supportive, was like, gave me the $5,000. And... Well, that is a really good return on investment. It so really, too bad she didn't get the investment. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if she came back to you and said, I would like my $5,000 back. Did, she did not. But, but we never put in any more money. I mean, we reinvested, but we... Of course. It was $5,000 yeah. each, that's it. And, you know, and she loved just the business. She just couldn't believe it. And my grandfather was not alive, but he was always a risk taker in business. And every time I saw my grandmother, we would say, oh, if if only my grandfather could see this business now. It's just so wild, beyond our wildest imagination. I don't even, and she just watched it. I mean, she bought every book, all of our magazines, listened to, I mean, I think it was so funny. Your grandfather might not have been able to see us, but Rosella made up for lost time with every other person that she knew. She would walk around. Oh, she would. Yes. In um, her uh, senior, yes, it's called like a senior living it, right community. senior living community. Yeah, um, and she would walk around with like People magazine clippings yes. and be like, Irene, yeah, you know, like she a hundred percent. Helen, I mean, she was just so proud all the time, and just but of all of her grandchildren and all of her children and just anything related to family. She's just ugh. She's so polished and put together. She was always in like pearls yeah, and a lipstick. skirt suit. Yeah. My well, grandmother too. We did not. I'm. You can't see what I'm wearing right now, but I'm wearing sweatpants. Well, I did say once you break the seal, the sweatpants seal. I know. Joanna's in jeans. I'm in sweatpants. But our grandmothers yes. would not approve no. of wearing sweatpants. That's correct. In any shape or form. That's exactly right. And I learned on this call just an hour ago. Yeah. There were so many things as the family was going around speaking Rosella-isms. Some of the lines to come out of this, I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, wow, Joanna is the embodiment of her grandmother (laughs) in everything but her pearls. Okay. But okay. Or her hair done. One of the lines that was, I think it was Marcy, your aunt, said this is her phrase was, um, if all else fails, lower your expectations. Yeah. Lower your standards. Lower your standards. Right. If all else fails, lower your standards. That we have the low bar lifestyle. That's right. She was the original. She was the original. She was. We didn't know. No, I didn't know. I knew. 
Oh, you didn't tell me. Well, I know. It was All just, these years? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's owed more than $5,000. I co-opted her, her line. Yeah, lower your standards. No, it's true. I love her so much. I know. She also, your mom said she would call her, your, or Rosella would call your mom, and every night at like 6.30, and she's like making dinner. Yeah. And she would every single night... Why are you cooking? Yeah. Why don't you just order, <laughs> order it, in. it in? Order it in. Order it in. And she said her favorite thing about living in the retirement community is that she never had to cook. She, that was literally her favorite thing. You are your grandmother. I know. I mean, God willing. Uh, totally. Yeah. But yeah. L- like, you're like, let's just lower the bar. Yes. Let's lower the bar and not cook. That's right. I We're learned good. her lessons. And she also, one of her favorite, I learned all this oh. just now, but one of her favorite pastimes is going to Nordstrom Rack. Oh, 100%. You <laughs> love, you oh, love we used to go all the time. Rack. It was, I mean, you got so much from her. Oh, uh, everything. And I mean, I feel so like close to Rosella because she reminds me so much of my grandmother, my grandma Ruthie. And jo- my grandma Ruthie famously said to Joanna and me <laughs> when we first donned our the home edit shirt. So proud. So proud of our shirts, our leggings, our Nikes, yeah. whatever yeah. we're wearing. We walked in uh, to my parents' house. My grandmother was there. Actually, we were having dinner with your aunt yes. and your mom, I think. Yes. Okay. Whole family. And my grandmother. Was Rosella there? I think so. Very possibly. Yeah. Either way, they weren't there yet. Yeah. We walk in, my grandmother looks at us and goes, you didn't wear that outside, <laughs> did you? And we were like, oh my God, we're so, like, we spent money. Yeah. We actually produced these We actually these made these. Yeah. <laughs> we made these and we're so proud of yeah, them. Yeah. And she's like, you wore that outside? Yeah. You wore, you wore that outside? Yeah. But we come from a long line of fabulous women. We do. Gosh. And so fabulous. They were the best. The best. We, in fact, I think one of the very first things we ever did on our website was write a bio of the things we love the oh, most. Oh, you're right. And grandma's was one grandma's of them. Grandma's was one of them. Yeah. Poor our grandpa's. They oh. were good too. They were great. They were great. We might have to <laughs> rewrite the website. I know. I, I, but I think it just, you know. Just we're, grandma's. Grandma's. Oh. Grandma's. Okay. Um, I love you. Do you feel a little oh, bit better? I feel a little bit better. Thank okay, you. Good. She loved you too. I know. I love Rosella. I always will love Rosella. I know. Um, okay, let's take a quick break and be back with Judy Greer. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. All right, so today we are chatting with the wonderful, crazy, talented, so funny, Judy Greer. <laughs> Judy has acted in literally a million... Like every movie <laughs> A million movies yeah. and TV shows. Um, and she has a new five-part series coming out on HBO called White House Plumbers, which we cannot wait to talk to you about. Yeah, we'll we put a pin in it. fast enough, I know. honestly. We'll put a pin in it because I have a lot to ask you. Um, and we can't wait to talk to you about everything. Judy, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you for being on. Hi. Thank what, you for having me. What everyone listening does not know is that we just spent 26 minutes 26. with technolo- technology <laughs> issues. Yeah, that sh- Judy will not get say back. the word technology. She won't even get those t- that, that 26 minutes back. No, I'm sorry, Judy. It's oh, 26 minutes. I don't want them back. So I'm fine. This is my anchor activity. Okay. Oh, I love whoa. that. Wow. That's really kind. We're so flattered. Anchor yeah. activity. <laughs> I've, I've never even heard of anchor activity. Oh, no, but I'm going to use that every, every day. Every time. All right. Let's talk about the very first thing. I have 
I'm obsessed with your Instagram bio. I think it really tells a tale. Okay, so Judy's Instagram bio says knitter, okay, psychic, okay, I, okay, vegan, so collector of jars, brass animals, and alcoholic friends. Okay, can, where can we start? Okay. All right, so if you're collecting all this, Joanna is a vegan, just so you know, and I'm your al- alcoholic friend. So yeah. Joanna, but she's a little bit of a fake vegan, as you just saw her eat milk chocolate. <laughs> right, I, there are passes for like things like milk chocolate and, all the time. And cheese pizza yeah. and, and No, butter. I take off most of the cheese. Now, are you like, a, you're, you're, are you a real vegan or are you a fake vegan? I'm I'm like a mostly vegan. Okay. I'm mostly vegan. So, so what that, are what are neat. your uh, points where you are like, eh, that's good. Like I I don't need to be vegan um, right now. Traveling for pleasure. Yeah. Got I it. will eat fish and dairy. Okay. Great. Love it. Um and. I like going to visit my parents live in Ohio and like all my relatives live in this small town where they live and they, I try to like get their eggs. Like they all have chickens. Yeah. Ah, right. Fresh, like far, urban chicken, but like true farm, like farm like, chickens. Like, yeah. Those. And then I'm trying to kind of like to get more protein in my diet. Yeah. And I don't know. There's like a whole thing about, like protein and when you're aging and I'm 47. So like, like I could just be eating like handfuls of beans all the time. You know how <laughs> right. you know what I mean, right? Like I'm, so that's been something that I'm trying to figure out um, without too much of that, like, which I love by the way, like the, the beyond burgers and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like it's so good, but I also don't want to eat that every day. Yeah, and right. anyway, I'm trying, I'm like, I guess I feel like I don't want to call myself a full vegan because I think it's like disrespectful to people who are full vegans because it's like so awesome and such a commitment. And if I wasn't such a puss, then like, I think I would do that. So I think we can say vegan adjacent and not vegan adjacent, I think is fine. I I mean, Judy, I think is more of a vegan than you are. I was really strong for a few years. Uh, three solid years. Not full three. No, it was. You had butter always. No, that that was new. That was in the last. <laughs> that was in the last year. All right. So another piece of the bio that I'm very curious about. Tell me about your psychic ability. Oh, me too. Let's talk about that. So I have a theory about when I am not to sound like the most boring person in the world, but when I'm not drinking and we all go through phases, or we don't all do. go through phases. Oh, okay. we do not. Well, all. I, so and I barely I, drink. I just feel like when I'm really clear headed, I get a lot signs from the universe. And I think like, I don't know, I feel like I might have like a little bit of something, but I've never been able to explore it. I just got this book about, um, it's like called becoming a healer, but I'm not going to become a healer. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have, I'm not that special, but it's about sort of like getting in tuned with your, like with that part of your brain, that part of your soul. There's another great book called signs, which a friend of mine recommended after a mutual friend of ours passed away. And she was like, Oh my God, I've been getting signs from Jenny all over the place. I want you to read this book. And I read this book and it was like during a time where I was like taking a break from drinking and weed. And I was like, Oh my God, am I allowed to say that on the podcast? Yeah, anyway. why not? Anyway, I was like kind of being really clear headed and sober. And I felt like I was like getting all kinds of signs from the universe and I was able to like pick them up and see them. And I don't know if that's like super psychic, but it felt like the closest I've been. And I think that when I slow down and I stay in tune with things and I ask for things, I either dream about them or I get signs about them. And I think it's very fascinating. That is fascinating. Is there anything that you, that has like come to you that's like a premonition? Yeah. 
Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, so I wouldn't quit your day job. I don't think that you should like open up like a right. psychic. So we're psychic shop. adjacent and vegan adjacent. Vegan adjacent. But we're, but we're doing, yeah. yeah. But you're a definite yeah. knitter. You knit for sure. Not 100% knitting adjacent. 100% knitting. Okay, good. 100% okay. knitting. Okay. All right, let, let's actually talk about your movies. One of the things you're known for is playing the best friend on movies. Like you're in every movie that's ever been made. Do you feel like there was like a specific role, like a pivotal role that you played that kind of helped put this out in the ether that you are the best at this particular sport? I mean, the first big, big break kind of movie I had was The Wedding Planner, mm -hmm. where I was Jennifer Lopez's um, best friend and well, really her assistant. But like in these types of movies, these roles are like a little bit interchangeable. Sure. So I'm like her assistant best friend. It's funny because when you really like look at a romantic comedy breakdown, like the lead, like the female lead and probably, I wonder if it's true with the male lead, but like with the female lead, um, she always has like an assistant that she's best friends with. Like, doesn't she also hang out with friends too? Like, <laughs> but are they so, like, is the person themselves so unlikable that they have to hire basically their friends? Because I feel like that happens time and time again. We're like the, which I think we should think about the way females are portrayed in general. But I feel like there's some right. quality where they like lean on their assistant and like make them family and like make them their close friend. But you're right. I mean, they just never right. are hanging out with that's, other people. That's really true. Well, also that would be expensive. Yeah. You know, if you have to cast well, all these that's other people. Kind of, I think like what it comes down to is like time and money. It's like you can't have another scene introducing new characters, a new location, um, a new relationship. It's like easier just to have her like spend time at work with her assistant friend. Yeah. But yeah, the wedding planner was definitely like the first one and then the second big, big one was 13 going on 30. And then it was like- Off to the races. Yeah. How long did it take to record the wedding planner? Like how long does it take to make a movie like that? Gosh, I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. It was Maybe so long like ago. two or three months. Oh, oh that's fast. not as long as I thought yeah, it would me be. too. Joanna and I are so interested because we have like a this very small- piece of like reality, oh, not reality television, but yeah, unscripted. It's small. No, it's so awesome. Well, but it's unscripted, yeah. which is such a different world. And it's a niche world. What do you guys, what, like, what is hard for you guys? All of it. All of it. Every single aspect I of it. I don't know how you are able to like be on Ugh. and present. Forget about memorizing oh, lines. Me I couldn't even, Absolutely I couldn't even not. memorize one line. I would need a teleprompter. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Does it get easier once you like practice lines or do you get better at it? Or is it just something that you're so second nature to you? I think you get better at it. I notice times when I'm working a lot, like if I'm like going through a structure, I'm working so much, either if it's on one job or like many jobs in a row, like the memorizing muscle mm. is just like working out. I swear yeah. it's the same thing. Like when you're working out, sense. you get stronger. And so like the memorizing muscle, like I haven't memorized lines in a couple months and I'm doing a play this summer and I sat down last night and I like did the math and I was like, okay, if I memorize four pages a day, by the time I get to my first rehearsal, I should have my play memorized. And so like last night I did the first four pages and I was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? And also I'm just like sitting there staring at like an iPad of lines. Oh my God. And, I'm getting stressed. And, oh, it was too, like, like, again. and I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? But you know what? It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. But because I'm out of practice, that muscle is like, it's like a little dumpy. It's the, like my whole a little body like is a dumpy muscle. So I understand that. <laughs> it seems just so hard. And but I'm actually 
so stressed about anyone doing a play because you don't even get to have a take. No. What if you mess up? Live is even a whole other level of crazy. It's so stressful. But it's so fun. Is it? But Do you love best, that? Yes. And the best part, I love it. The The thing I like best about it is like when I'm on a movie set or a TV set, I drive home and I think of like all the things I messed up and that I could do differently, but it's like, it's done. It's never going to be done again. But when I'm in a play and I like leave the theater that night and I like walk back to my apartment or my house or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, Ooh, I'm going to try it like this tomorrow night. Oh, I can fix that. I can do that better. I can Mm. pick up that cue. I can like, maybe instead of like turning all the way, I can just like turn my head a little, like I could try these different things like that I thought could have been really cool that I didn't do. And so it's like, like, I just feel like I have like a hundred little heartbreaks every time I drive home from a film job. Whereas in the theater, I get a chance to like get it perfect. You get a do over. Like, have you ever messed up on stage? Um, uh, yeah, every performance. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. No way. And also, it's, it's things yeah. that nobody else would notice. I mean, what would freak me out truly would be doing Shakespeare or something in verse or something that's like so specific because. Yeah. Like I can usually like shoot the shit until I get my line back. Like you go mm. up on lines and you're like, well, that it's just totally gone. So I think like that would be really hard. But like if you're just doing, a, I mean, look, it's not ideal, but if you mess up, you can kind of just vamp until you're like, right. no. That's I mean, it. right. I'm saying right. Like yeah. I'm like so stressed for everyone. If you do come and see my play, it's in Chicago. So I don't know if you guys make it to Chicago. But I love yeah, Chicago. Like, I was just there. I will be very scared every single night when I go on stage. I will be terrified and I will think I've made a horrible mistake. But then I'll get out there and I will be fine. You'll crush it. Do you know it. what happened to me? One time in college, I did a play actually just after I graduated in college and I did a Moliere play and that was in verse. And I was like, it wasn't in verse. Anyway, it's Moliere. So it was like specific. And I walked out on stage during this one part in the play and I opened my mouth and I saw my dead grandmother <gasps> sitting in the audience, like a little oh. back to the psychic of it all. But like she was sitting there watching my play, <gasps> smiling up at me. And I was like, Grandma Greer. I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, (gasps) and then all my lines were gone. And I was like, Judy, you didn't hear us record the intro to the show, but we actually, maybe you are psychic. Maybe you have an intuition. Joanna and I, we opened, Joanna lost her grandmother on Easter just a couple of days ago. And so- That was two days ago. Yes. And so we opened with a celebration of life for Joanna's grandmother. That's true. So it's so crazy to hear you have this like premonition or- or yeah, sighting, I guess, of your oh grandma. In the, like, I'm so sorry. We've never talked oh, about grandmas you. more. Yeah. But also, oh. you shouldn't bury that lead when you talk about your psychic. Like, I think you should add this to your profile. Yeah. That, okay. this, that you saw your grandmother. Grandma Greer. Yeah. I know. I did. I saw my grandma Greer and she was sitting in the audience watching my first ever play. And I was yeah, like, I would oh have my lost gosh, my this is so too. cool. Like, that she can watch my performances and she can come and see me and stuff, even though she's not like on the earth anymore. That's amazing. Maybe Joanna, your grandma will show up to us recording a podcast Maybe so. or filming a show. Um, yeah, Maybe she- she's the one that yanked out all the cords because she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, screw this. Yeah, no podcast yeah, today. Come, come back. You're, you're not recording today. I have a question for you. Do you get, because you've been in so many movies, do you get nervous when you show up at like a new set or d- does that just not happen at a certain point. I'm pretty much always nervous. Like I'm a never not nervous. Yeah. We live in a state of nervousness. I understand that. Yeah. 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 In fact, if I'm not nervous, then I'm like something really bad is going to happen. Like, I feel like I thrive on the adrenaline of the nerves. And, and so then when I'm not, yeah, like I just get really, I'm like, something's wrong. Something's off. I should be nervous. 
Um, I'm trying to talk myself out of that though, because I'm like, girl, you have earned some street cred. Like yes. you do not need to be so nervous. Like you do not have to, like you should not have imposter syndrome. Like you've been doing Absolutely. this for a really long time. Like everything is fine. Stop. But I don't know. I still am going to find out. Know. Imposter syndrome is impossible. So. Also, do imposters really have imposter syndrome? I don't think so. I think it's actual people who know what they're doing, what their strengths are, yes. what their weaknesses are, and are actually relatable human beings I, I who think, then feel yes. like they're being imposters. I don't think a real imposter no. would have imposter syndrome. No. that's a It's a real brain tease. It, it is. Yeah. I've thought about it a lot, actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, you never talked about it <laughs> no, with me. I, but, you're right. We haven't ever talked about but this. But I think imposter syndrome is real and only happens to people who are not actual. Because imposters are like you know, they're like criminals. Right. And you don't even they're know. They're trying. Yeah. Right. They're trying. And we, and we, we try because we care. That's right. Not because we're liars, you know? So get that out of your head. Okay. Okay. We are going to take a quick break and be right back with Judy Greer. Okay. We're back with Judy Greer. Um, so do you, as you know, obviously you're an actor and in, in, in kind of the entertainment Hollywood industry, do you feel like people like do you, do, do you experience ageism like is that something that that people I mean you know we just dealt with this hearing about a lot of actors and stuff around the Oscars about people being right. like you know not in their prime that I, I quote, believe unquote that's such a bullshit thing to say about anyone totally. and do they say that about a man who wins an Oscar like well it's crazy that he's not in his prime and he won an Oscar like obviously I get a little heated about this topic but this is something that came up recently which really pissed me off is that um, I wish I could remember the Instagram account, but I do read the actual news. But this woman posted um, a picture of a magazine cover with Jennifer Aniston on it, Jennifer mm -hmm. Lopez and Nicole Kidman. These are three different magazine covers with these three women on each magazine. And it was like a thing about like, this is what 50 looks like. And, you know, these women have access to things that most normal women do not. So of course their bodies look the way that I would have dreamed to have a body that looked like that when I was like 25. I mean, it's oh, insane. Same. <laughs> like it's insane how they look. And I just, yeah. I was like, I what I like read the post and I looked at these pictures and I started to get angry. And I remember I went in the shower and I took a shower and I was just like getting more and more angry. And I was just like, this is such bullshit that is like, when does it end? Like, mm -hmm. I know I'm looking at these pictures and I'm supposed to be so like, oh my God, this is so great. They're 50. Look how amazing they look. But it's like, what I see is like, now you're telling me that's how I have to look at fucking 50. Like now I have to have that be my right. standard. Like when does it end? You know what I mean? It doesn't. And so, like, when so do much. we get to be like, I don't know. I was just like, oh my God. And I will say for my personal career, and this is another reason why it totally kicks ass to be a supporting, a supporting actor is because I don't really experience ageism because my characters have all grown up with me, you know, mm -hmm. and my, the expectations of Judy Greer have aged along with Judy Greer, like mm -hmm. along with me. So like the people will ask, you know, it's, it's like, I, I was never like the lead. So you know, people in interviews will be like, well, how come you don't want to be the lead? And it's like, seriously? Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about, speaking of aging and all the things that we deal with, I, uh, from, ha I know, ugh, from going through breast cancer this past year and the medication yeah. and treatment that I'm on now, I am in full on menopause, like yes. full on menopause. And you have yes. talked a lot about being perimenopausal. Joanna yes. thinks she might be perimenopausal. That just now. means pre. 
It means uh, like it's a mid space yeah. for being menopausal. Yeah, sure. Um, and tell us why this topic is important to you. Well, it's important to me because no one was talking about it when yeah, right. I like started. Like I started kind of, uh, I felt like I was like, something's different. Like I just don't feel like myself. And this was a long time ago. It was like mm-hmm. five or six years ago. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm like having these weird, for me, it was a lot more like, brain fog and like being super forgetful and being really tired and Mm -hmm. cranky and moody. And like, and I was kind of like, I don't understand what's going on. And like, my body was changing in a weird way that I was like, what is happening? And I felt like everyone I was asking about it, like friends included were like, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And it was like, nobody wants to say like menopause or perimenopause. And like, I actually, frankly, don't want to say it because of what we talked about before, like ageism and stuff. And especially in like what I do for a living. And, and like my manager is a man who I love and we've been working together for like over 20 years. And when I was like, Hey, this is something I care about and I want to talk about. And he's like, but you could also talk about other stuff. And I was like, I I know I could, but this (laughs) is important to me. And he's like, okay then. But I think for me, that's why it's important is like having the conversation start and like removing the stigma of it and like removing things like when an article is like Judy Greer in parentheses 47, like, do they do that about men? Do they talk about, as we said before, like men in their prime, like perimenopause, you know, menopause is like menopause is like a 24 hour window of time. So when you're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I'm in menopause. It's like, you know, like, that that is like a that's like the year that's a year after your last period so it's mm-hmm. like literally like a 24 hour window so your whole like you've got like maybe 10 years of perimenopause and then like the rest of your life is postmenopause and mm-hmm. there's so many symptoms like your symptoms are very specific to you they're like judy's size symptoms. So Mm -hmm. it's not like you and I are ever going to have the same stuff. And especially like after going through cancer treatment, like that's a whole other ball game too. And like, you can't even be taking like any kind of hormone replacement therapy. If that was something that you wanted to try, like those are all types of things that like need to be discussed. And so with the stigma around aging, whether you're in Hollywood or not, um, like we have stopped this conversation and we've made it a bad word. And truly like, we're not going to get our doctors to listen to us if we're not even listening to us. And like, what was frustrating to me is like, I couldn't find a gynecologist who would talk to me about this. And they wanted to put me on the pill and they wanted to put me on Prozac. I'm like, I'm sad and I'm not a sad person. And they're like, well, we can, you know, fix that. And I'm like, but that's, isn't that the last resort? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And so this is why to me, I think like, when you look at on paper where we are when we're in our forties, like, look, maybe our kids aren't grown yet, but maybe they're at an age when like, you can like walk into a different room. I don't know. It depends on when you started to have kids. Like you're starting to have a little bit of autonomy back. You're starting to be able to like, maybe blow out your hair. You know, you don't like, there's like different little habits that you can start to incorporate back into your life. But like, who fucking cares if you don't want to get out of bed or if you like are having crazy night sweats or you're having hot flashes during the day at work and you're really embarrassed or you walk into a room and you don't remember someone's name who you've worked with for 10 years. And it's like, it can be debilitating. It Mm -hmm. can affect your self-confidence and it can affect your routine and your relationships. And so I think that since we're talking about you know, potentially like a 20 plus year window of time. Like, why are we not dealing with this? And why are we not addressing this? 
And it should be like the best times of our lives. Like we should be thriving right now. We Mm -hmm. have ourselves back. We've made so many mistakes that hopefully we've learned from. So now we can be like, oh yeah, like I don't want to, whatever it is, you know, I I don't know. That's why I feel really passionate about it because I don't want this to be a time. I want to enjoy this time in my life. I don't want to feel like I'm old and I'm washed up and I'm not in my prime and I don't have Mm -hmm. anything to offer. And I think that that is so sad that women are walking around feeling that way. I feel you deeply yeah, on no, this. Well said, all of it. Uh, very well said. Yeah. I'm I'm really interested, literally for my own self. Um, you're <laughs> the founding partner of a women's supplement brand called yeah. Wile. Wile. Yeah. W I L E for anyone listening. Yes. And I'm dying to know how you came up with this and how it helps because I'm like, do I need to do that? Because you're right. I can't take hormones. I'm on hormone therapy, but the opposite. I am trying, I need to suppress all hormones because my cancer is hormone positive. So please tell me about why. (laughs) So my uh, friend, Corey Sholabo, my Mm -hmm. business partner, he approached me about this company idea two years ago. And it was something that, and he and I have been good friends for like 20 years and he's an entrepreneur. He has started another company um, called Repurpose, which is a compostable like plates and and napkins and and, and stuff. And you can buy that in, in stores. And someone brought uh, this idea to him, a friend of his, and this is um, our other partner, Gwen. And she went through very early perimenopause, like in her thirties. And so did her mother. And so she was having all these horrible symptoms and she's at the drugstore and looking and there's like two crappy products for women, like at the bottom of the shelf. And she's like, this is crazy. Like she was having the same experience with her doctors and there was nothing there. And she was like, this is a huge market. I mean, just from a business perspective, like they started doing research. They got some money uh, to start like the basics of the business, the idea, they got the technology. And I'm like, yes, I'm hundred percent behind this. And I'm really behind the message. So I felt like this was something that would be really beneficial. And it's important to me that these products are available where women actually shop. So like CVS, Whole Foods, Sprouts, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't want something that's like, you know, we also direct a consumer on the website, but like, I want it to be something that someone can get like easily, not have it you be know. accessible and yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, I, I'm like, am I stopping literally at CVS on the way home? No, so probably I, no. I, 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 I feel the need so deeply for myself. I'm like, I, yeah. and I know you know how it is. You know, my mom, I remember calling her and being like, hey, will you tell me about your experience with menopause? She was like, oh, it was nothing. Like, you know, one day I just didn't know my period anymore. And I was like, oh, really? Because I know that wasn't the case because I remember her like standing naked on a balcony in the dead of winter in Michigan being like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> And I'm like, um... Anyway, it's awful, but I'm going to try while. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. We have a new supplement. I know. I'm really excited about it. Okay. You have an upcoming series. Joanne and I are obsessed with Watergate. Yeah. So yeah. you, have, a, yes, yeah. So you have an upcoming series called White House Plumbers. It premieres May 1st on HBO, and you play the role as Fran, wife of G. Gordon Libby. Tell us... Yeah a little bit about this because again we are history nerds yeah really specifically you like, guys are going to love this show oh, i'm so I excited am so excited it too. is so fun it is a version of watergate that i have never seen before it is so funny it's so fascinating it's so disturbing i am very rarely like so shocked when i see something i've been in to see it like I don't know. You're there. So you're like, right. yeah, okay, That's what we shot. Okay. But like, I lost myself in these five episodes and I was so lucky. They sent me the whole thing to watch before I started doing press. 
Justin Barrow plays G. Gordon Liddy, and I'm his wife. And because I'm playing like an actual person, there wasn't a lot about her out there that I mm-hmm. could do research on. So I just kind of like, I just kind of went for it. I just figured this was a woman who, I mean, in his version of G. Gordon Liddy, Justin is so funny and. I, I was like really in awe of him. I mean, I was a fan before I met him, but then like watching, like working with him and then watching his performance in the finished product, like he's so crazy good. And I just had to put together this woman that would love that kind of guy and that mm-hmm. would be committed to him and that would stay with him through everything. And it was fun and funny. And it was hard to, for Judy to relate to this woman because I was like, walk away from this. <laughs> this toxic like, yeah. show. Yes. But this is what's cool about White House Plumbers is I think it works for the history buffs and I think it works for people who are like, oh, Don't I like know those the stories. You know what I mean? Because right. honestly, it's such a fun ride. And like I and like I said before, you guys who love history and Watergate specifically, like you're just going to see a version of it that you can't even believe. Oh, it. I'm so, so I, excited. Okay, so we end every conversation with something we call five minutes for hugs because yeah. after every conversation, you need five minutes to say goodbye. And these are rapid fire questions. Person you call or text the most in a week? Janet. Do you need more? Who's Janet? She's my, she's my best friend. She's your okay. best friend that has the same age as her, and that's who she calls. Oh, is yeah. that because you have do you have the same like year birth? Yeah, we're born in the same year. I'm a like I'm like two months and one day older than her. But yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. We love so Janet. Janet. We yeah, love Janet. We love okay. Janet. Okay. All right. First thing you do every morning. Uh cuddle with Mary Richards, my dog. Oh, oh so cute. That's so like sweet because I would definitely am, like look at my phone. I like don't have my phone by the bed anymore. I like wow Good for you self care. Okay, all right, yeah, I no, I this. all right. We don't yeah, have that. My, I yeah. just turn on do not disturb and consider that a win. Okay, favorite item of clothing, jeans, vintage Levi's. Oh, I love a vintage Levi. But do you ever get really depressed when you put because the the sizing is a completely different. So if you go to try on a pair, you it could be basically your size, but it's sometimes demoralizing. You have to uh, add two sizes to it and sometimes three. And then Mm. like, I just like know this one. And so I just like kind of know it. You know how they fit. You've done the legwork. No pun intended. That was that was a bad. <laughs> that pun. was a mean I one. But I didn't mean it. No. You're, you love a pun. I just it was an accident. But usually it's an I accident for it. me too. Yeah. yeah. All okay. Right. All right. Best advice you've ever received. Uh, when in doubt, sing loud. Oh. oh. All right. No one would. That's not good for me. Yeah, I'm not. Thank God. Yeah. Joanna never received that advice, and I think that we're all better for yeah, it. Yeah, that's correct. What <laughs> What career would you pick if you were not an actor? Oh, when I was little, uh, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I always wanted to as well. I really, I, I couldn't draw. And like, I'm so old that when you had, like, if you were going to be a fashion designer, like they didn't have like computer programs and shit. Like you had to be able to draw you had to or sketch it. it. I went to Parsons School of Design, and it, which Ooh. is most known for its fashion design program. Yeah. And the closest I could get because I couldn't do it was I got a degree in the business side of fashion I in the marketing side I could not I could not sketch those it's okay it worked outfits. out yeah. it worked out it's fine it worked you know, out it worked out but for I was of jealous you. it was just right we're doing fine Judy yeah. we're doing fine you guys are doing fine <laughs> we're doing great yeah um, yeah we are we are 
Okay, this was a. I mean, like, do we need to go on vacation yeah, together? Obviously. Like, yeah, like we've already booked it. So yeah, so yeah. we'll send you your itinerary, and we won't. If we're and in person, we won't have technology. That's issues. exactly right. We're only going up from here. Judy, thank, thank you, you so. And thank you for much. dealing with yes, all of these. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, thank you. Oh my so God, much. no! I'm sorry about my tech issues. No, no it was all us. It was all us. It was but all we us. We got to it. We got to the we good did it. stuff. Yeah, you you thrived. It was we were the problem. Hi, it's us. Hi, we're the problem. It's, it's us. Thank you, Judy. Okay, Have Judy, a thank you so much. Bye. Bye. All right, let's. Uh, I always say let's slide into our DMs. It is definitely <laughs> not. other people. We're not the ones sliding. No, other people slide. Yeah, and we read them. That's right. I also, I'm too old to say slide into your yeah, DMs. You I don't ridiculous. even know. I sound ridiculous. No, you don't even know what that means. Nope, I really don't. Um, but let's read some DMs. Okay, how about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start with Marielle. Is it Marielle? Marielle. That's a pretty name. How do you handle having family over that wants to help but put things everywhere they don't belong? Stu Teflin. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna's dad. My dad, too. Yeah. He's not so innocent. No, the, the dads are not so innocent. Okay, so what do you do? You know... I appreciate the help. You appreciate the effort? I really do. Do you just passive aggressively go around moving everything? You know, my, my dad actually puts things, he's actually quite helpful. He brings stuff. He so, brings so stuff. So we have a different yes. a different situation with my dad. He actually, so he brings, let's explain what Stu does. Like when he arrives, he has everything from like a banjo to like yep. a commentation kit or That's something. Correct. We okay. have we have a whole gamut of things that come. Lots of bags. Yeah. Lots of like reading materials, hardcover reading materials. I mean, I can't judge. I do the same. Nope, you do the same. Um, banjos, usually. We have a guitar at the house for him. And band equipment. Yeah, yeah, lots of papers. Not really sure. Some medical like, journals sometimes. Like, Does he clip them for you? Yeah, love a clipping. Okay. So, And then a lot of times... Not necessarily baking ingredients, but sometimes recipes that we that the kids he want. Will bake. To, but d- doesn't he also? I am a hundred percent making this up. So yeah. feel free to tell me it was a dream. Yeah. But d- doesn't he come with like, a, like a model train set or something oh, some, filled with miles? Sometimes he comes with with like acti- a, an activity, full activities to build. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. I feel like you guys they're making planes or something. That's right. Lot, okay. l- t- clocks sometimes. Clocks. Yeah. Okay. There's been a lot of different activity. I think that what you're saying is he's not really interested in putting things away. He's interested in what he is bringing. <laughs> He loves to- He can't put things away if they didn't belong somewhere in the first place. They don't belong and then they stay. And then they stay. But he does, he is a humongous help. Like he'll, he will clean up everything he he makes. It's like the cat in the hat. By the end, by the end, end, it's all done. (laughs) That's right. Okay. That's exactly right. My dad is like the cat in the hat if he left it on the counter. (laughs) So my dad is, but that's the thing too. He is additive. Yeah. Like he's not actually so much using my stuff. It's like, all of a sudden there's like kombucha out yeah. everywhere and like, you know, like a peace pipe. Like there's like just stuff all over. And he does like little, he'll like create a spot on the counter that yeah. starts to get larger yeah. and larger yeah. and larger. I, I know and that. I know how that looks. I'm like, why are there chia seeds out? Like why, what are all these things? And and he just starts to, oh, and our dads have a very, very similar trait where they love a leftover. Oh, and they will love never a leftover. throw anything out. Never. There isn't even a leftover. Nope. It's just over. It's, it, right. It's just over. Yeah. Why is there half a tuna sandwich on my counter? I don't know. From six weeks ago. From six, like from Starbucks many moons ago. Yeah, like, why are we doing Yeah, they this? make those tuna sandwiches anymore. Nope, they're expired. Yeah. For other people, though, other people than our fathers yeah. who try and put things away, it's really kind of them. Yeah, very, very kind. Yes. It depends on how egregious the putting away in the wrong spot is. I'll either just quietly move it <laughs> yeah. to the right spot 
or make a bit of a scene. <laughs> you know, kind of like banging around the kitchen, showing like where it would go. I, I mean, I pre- again, I totally appreciate the effort, but I like want them to see yeah, where see. it goes. Right, right, You know, right, like right. a little clitter yeah. clatter of, you know, of the kitchen utensils. And I'm like, or they could, oh my gosh, right here, right here. So no, I, I appreciate the help. I appreciate, the, I yeah. definitely appreciate yeah. the help. It's way better than no And help. if you really want no help, I won't name any names, but I, we have a friend. Who, Which one? I'm not naming your names. Okay, just but give me the context. Does she leave something out? No, she doesn't leave something out. Some people that visit her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again, we all have families that love yeah. to leave things out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. Mm. What, what are we attracting? No, I don't know. Okay, Alex would like to know, does Joanna celebrate Easter? No. I, okay, well, hold up. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just roll right through this if we could. I know she's Jewish, but also loves oh, candy. I do. Uh, right. And how was your Passover? Oh, thank you. Okay. So, yeah, you really were cutting Alex off. She was trying to get to you. <laughs> okay. Would um, you like to answer Alex? I don't celebrate Easter at full stop. I love participating in the candy. Easter candy. L- live for Easter candy. It's my favorite. The eggs. I am obsessed with Easter candy. Why can't it's just it, so pretty. Why can't it be Easter candy? Also, the ratios to the eggs. I mean, specifically, we're talking about Reese's peanut butter cups. There is nothing better. Yeah, the I agree. ratio to peanut butter to chocolate. It's really good. It's so good. If you think about holiday candy in oh, general, uh-huh. I think the only weak link for me is Halloween. I think oh. that Christmas candy is really pretty. I think Valentine's no, but Day. But you don't candy, like the colors of Halloween. That's where you always That's where go I wrong. draw the line. Yeah. Because it's not happy to me. No, you that's I don't where a purple and orange candy bowl. Purple well, purple's not really a Halloween color. I feel like they always get Halloween. They, it, purple always beca- because No one like, has a friend with orange. That's the problem. That, no one so has pur- a friend with orange. No, I think that's I think purple just gets thrown in the mix. You're right. Oh, well, it, because it's like witches' tights or something. Like what like yeah, when where did, did this happen? Where did the purple come from? I don't know. Well, green's taken, red's taken. No, but they uh, a different color green pops in for Halloween because of pumpkins. That's true. That's true. It's, it's not an evergreen. Right. It's well, not Christmas I do, tree green. Uh, the, the Halloween, uh, no, I'm going to just disagree with you. Halloween oh. candy is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's not delicious. I'm saying it's the only one that's not for me. Oh, I see. I, like, I, see. I would, like the red and pink for Valentine's yeah. Day, yeah. the red and oh, green I for Christmas. I love the Valentine's Day ones too. Yeah, and the yeah. Easter, yeah. the pastels. Yeah, I love the Easter candy. Um, okay, that is it for this episode. We'll be back on Thursday with Best Friend Energy Unpacked. And you know we love hearing from you. Am I, did I have a stroke? You know that we love hearing you from you. You know yeah. that we love hearing from you. So please always DM us at Best Friend Energy on Instagram, TikTok, or visit us at bestfriendenergypod.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. 
A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training, but from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.